Uh, hey, I want to welcome you at all of our campuses. I'm going to tell you, we've already had an amazing morning. Uh, the things that God is doing on Reclaim Sunday. And uh, I'm going to tell you more about that in a second. But it began really on Easter when we started talking about victory. We kind of went in this whole series of how God can bring you victory in your life. And we said it's because God sent his son, Jesus, who was born of a virgin to live a perfect life, to die a sinless death, to pay the penalty for your sins. And then he rose again on the third day. And I, we talked about all the ways you can have victory. Uh, we've heard through a lot of testimonies on video. We've got a lot of other testimonies we've not shown you of people who had issues with their health and their family. Uh, a lot of people who had issues in their marriage. And let me just say, if you're struggling in your marriage, God can help you. He can restore you. He can do things that you could never do on your own. And, and it, it dawned on me after the service, so many times I preach to you, and, and I take some things for granted. Like, like they know that the conditional uh, part of this is if you've repented of your sins and placed your faith in Jesus Christ alone to save you. And, and it dawned on me, maybe we've not made that clear that a lot of times when people come to church and they hear information and they say, oh, I believe all that. I mean, I know all that is true. And yeah, I'm trying to be a good person and I go to church as much as I can. And, and we don't tell you that that's not what, it's not what it means to be a, a Christian, okay? It's not just knowing about Jesus and knowing about God and, and trying to be a better person. The Bible says in James 2.19, if you believe in one God, you do well, but even the devil believes in God and trembles. Matter of fact, the devil quoted scripture to Jesus. And so it's a lot more than just head knowledge where you say, well, I know this and I know that. And well, I went to that class and I went to VBS and, and I did all this. No, here's what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I want you to listen to this. This is very important. It means that you repent of your sins, and I think through this, where, where you're going in this direction and you're, you're giving your life in this direction and you're saying, hey, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to go to, be to church. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do this. And you say, no, I'm going to repent of my religion. I'm going to repent of all the tradition and rituals. I'm going to repent of all those things I've been giving my life to, beauty, brains, and bucks, whatever it is that you're loading up with saying that's going to bring me happiness. You repent from that, and you go in the direction of making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. That, that, that's what repentance is. Repentance is that where you're going in the wrong direction, you go, hey, this is not the way I'm supposed to be living. These aren't the things I'm supposed to be doing. And you repent of that and you go in a different direction, the direction toward the cross where Jesus Christ has given his life for you. He paid the penalty for your sins. You say, what sins? Well, well the things that you want to do that's all about you. I, I mean, sin is nothing more than missing the mark. That's literally what it means. But it means where, where you say, hey, hey, I'm going to go to church a lot, or I'm going to do this a lot, or I'm gonna, if I do bad, I'm going to do this. And No, that's not repentance. See, see, one of the things that I think we've missed along the lines is realizing what it means to repent. And repent is not penance. 
Penance is where you say, you know, like a husband, maybe he makes his wife mad at work, you know, he's at work and he runs by and gets some roses on his way home, probably at Walmart because they're cheaper. And then he shows up at home and he offers her penance. He says, here, I want you to take these roses. I'm sorry. That, that's penance. That's where, where you feel bad about something and you do something to make it right. Um, during, during Mardi Gras season, and, and I'm not picking on anybody, I'm just saying in Mardi Gras season, I've always thought it was interesting, humorous, ironic, that during Mardi Gras season, there's these weeks and weeks of partying where you party hardy. I mean, like you go crazy, and then you get to Fat Tuesday where you really party, and then on Wednesday, you pay penance. I mean, all those things I did that I knew were wrong, well, I'm going I'm to give up like, like sweets. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to give up my, my cell phone. That's penance. Repentance is where you say, hey, I'm living this way, and I know this is not the way God wants me to live. Let me go this direction. Hey, I know this is not the direction he wants me to live, so I'm going to turn from this, and I'm going to go in this direction where I say, Lord, I'm putting this behind me because I want you to be first in my life. You say, well, does that mean that you, you, you've never sinned? Well, of course it doesn't mean that. I, I mean, there was a time in my life, and I remember I was, I was not really listening to the sermon uh, because I didn't like church when I was a kid, and I sat toward the back, and, and I, you know, the preaching was terrible, and, and you know, I don't remember anything about it until there was a moment in the middle of the sermon where I felt like, in my mind, I was thinking, Jeff, you're not a Christian, Jeff, if you don't turn from the way you're going, I mean, I wasn't a mass murderer, I was a kid, but if you don't turn the, from the way you're going and place your faith on Jesus, in Jesus, you, you're, you're going to spend eternity separated from God. And on top of that, you're going to fulfill your dreams, which aren't God's dreams, and God's dreams for you are better than your dreams. And so I had that moment in time, and this is going to happen to some of you. There was a couple of people that showed up this morning that said, the moment I stepped on the campus, I knew this was the day I was going to repent of my sins and give my life to Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christ follower. You say, but I've been baptized. Well, good for you. You know, when you were little, let's say, baby, you were little, and I'm not making fun of baptism. Baptism is huge, Okay. But baptism is a picture of what has already happened to you. Baptism is a picture of where you've been walking in this direction, you've repented of your sins, you've asked Christ to save you and change you and give you a brand new life, and then when that happens, you can immediately be baptized because baptism is just a symbol. It is a picture of what has already happened inside you. It, it, this is why we, we saw this happen all morning, okay, already, and we're going to do it at the end. And so if you've never asked Christ to come into your life, you've never repented and said, I want to be saved, I want to follow Jesus, then you can do that because baptism has, has, has this deal where it comes after you're saved. Ba baptism doesn't save you. Like if you went into the water, you got sprinkled, okay, before you repented of your sins and were saved, you just got a little wet or a little, you know, you got a little wetter, but the reality is you're, you're still not saved. 
But because there has to come a time in your life, and Jesus said this over and over and over again. You say, well, I know all this information, man. I won the Bible drill. Like I went to Jackson, I won the Bible drill. Listen, the Pharisees memorized the first five books of the Bible. I mean, Numbers is in there. Leviticus is in there. Exodus is in there. They memorized that. And sometimes you, you can be so excited about get, getting information and you forget for every bit of information you get about the Bible, if you're not putting that into practice, that is sin. See, see, this is why I keep telling people, they say, I want more of this, I want more of that, I want deeper of this, I want deeper of that. I'm thinking, bro, you better just like put, put to practice what you already know. Because if you're gathering and 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 you're storing and you're storing and you never practice that, you're going to have to give an account to God. And so the reality is when you are saved, let me say it again, when you're going in the wrong direction, hey, I'm going in the wrong direction. I know that I'm not, I'm, yes, I'm going to church. Yes, I'm reading my Bible. Yes, I'm trying to, to, to sin less, but I'm going in this direction until you repent of your sins and say, that direction is not the right direction for me. I've got to repent of that. I've got to change where I'm going and place my faith in Jesus alone to save me, ask him to change me, make me a brand new person until that happens, you're not a Christian. You can get baptized in the Dead Sea, the Jordan River. It doesn't matter. If that's not happened to you first, you are not a follower of Jesus because Jesus said over and over and over and over and over and over again, he said, repent or perish, repent or perish, repent or perish. There was going to be my sermon today, and God won't let me preach it. I thought, God, I've spent a lot of time on that sermon. I worked hard on that sermon. He said, that's not, that's not the sermon you're supposed to preach today. I'm saving for another time. Because the reality is we've not told you enough of the truth where you understand that, that if you've never repented of your sins and made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, you're not saved. You say, well, that, Jeff, that's kind of narrow. I mean, like, like that's kind of narrow. How about all those people in China? Do you know there are more Christians in China than there are Christians in America? You say, how about Russia? Them Russians, they, you know, they don't know. I mean, you know, what, what about them? There, there is as many Russians, I believe, in the numbers. I think the numbers are skewed a little bit. There, there's, a, there's as many Russian Christians in Russia as there are Christians in America. The gospel knows no boundaries. I'm telling you, I've been, I've been in the farthest jungles of the world. I've been in the Masamara. I'll never forget, we're in the Masamara, and we were doing like this safari. and had this little guy, you know, he had like this skirt. I'm going to say that because he had like a, like a spear. He had on this skirt. The Masamara warriors, they're shepherds, and they wear like these skirts, I guess, so they can run from the lions. I don't know. But we're out there, and like he's got this little, I said, dude, you need like a 30 off six. Like, you know, if you got like a handgun, you got something else. I saw a line over there. That's very going to get it done. And I started talking to him about his faith. He goes, oh, no, I know, I know Jesus. I said, what do you mean you know Jesus? He said, yeah, I was listening, I was listening to the sermon at my school. The school, they had a preacher come and talk to me, and I heard about Jesus, and I gave my life to Jesus. I am a Christian. He said, I lead, I lead the Bible study in my village. He said, and my father has many wives, and he is not happy with me. You've got to be kidding me. And here's the thing about God and the Holy Spirit. 
Listen, the Holy Spirit, when God is trying to kind of you know, focus in on you and focus in on your heart, he, he won't let you get away. It's like the hounds of heaven. He's got a scent on your heart. And when he begins to kind of search you out, there's nowhere you can run, Jonah. But when God is saying, he's convicting you of your sins and say, you can't keep going in this direction. You've got to turn. You've got to repent. You've got to go in this direction. I'll make you brand new. I'll fill you with my spirit. I'll make you aware of the word of God so that you can grow and you can go in the right direction. You say, well, wait a minute, Jeff. Like, like you know, but, but, I, but, but what if I start sinning a lot? Listen, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, and this is going to break some of your hearts. I sin. I'm not proud of it. I fight it. I get up every day, man, and it is right, it is right there. And, and there are times I give in to it. But what happens with the Holy Spirit in me, there, there, there comes a moment in time where I go, man, I don't want to do this. This is not worth it. This is not who I am. And, and I turn, and from all the things that I'm doing, I repent again, and I kind of go back to the Lord. I didn't lose my salvation. I just know I want him to be with me and in me and help me because the very best life I can live is the life he has for me. So here's the bottom line. Listen, God wants to save you through Jesus, not just make you a better person. God doesn't want you just to know more about him. He wants you to know him personally. And one of the things this morning, I was so overcome with the presence of God and power of God, but mainly the love of God for you, that I said, Lord, I'm willing to do anything you tell me so that you can use me or do whatever is necessary so that you can break into the hearts and minds of these people because, God, I love them, but my love for them is nothing like your love for them. And I thought the Spirit of God falling on our people. It's as if God is saying, I'm giving you a little more time. I'm giving you a little more time. I won't give you all the time in the world. There'll come a time where, where you'll be gone. There'll come a time where you'll breathe your last. I've got two funerals back-to-back -back Wednesday. I see this all the time. Your time is up. There's an expiration date. And I get to stand before you. The greatest privilege of my life is to be a part of a team of preachers to pour into them so that we can multiply the ministry and tell people this one message, repent and place your faith in Jesus. Because one day, and I get to see this all the time, one day it's all that's going to matter. But on top of that, when you repent of your sins and place your faith in Jesus, you don't just get heaven. He throws in earth for free. He said, what do you mean? I'm going to give you my testimony. I was raised in the toll gate projects, housing projects. Had no hope, no chance, no lifeline. And at a very young age, when God pricked my heart and said, Jeff, you need to repent of your sins. You're going in the wrong direction. You need to follow me. He gave me not just heaven. He gave me the greatest life possible. He'll do the same for you. He loves you. I've never heard anybody say at the end of their life who's really trusted in Jesus, I wish I'd have been more worldly. He doesn't last. Jesus lasts forever. I don't 
care who knows it. I'm at that weird, weird place in my life where I don't care who knows it. There is no other way but through Jesus. He loves you. He, what else could he do for you? He died for you. He woos you. He's given you everything you have. He said, no, I work for it. Listen, with what? The body he gave you? Listen, he'll give you power. I've got a friend of mine in a wheelchair over here. God has given him power. He's a dead gum lawyer. He's got two boys. They're amazing athletes. He's never once complained. You know why? Because Jesus Christ is with him. There is nothing Jesus can't do in your heart. And this is my question. I know I'm jazzed up. And this is not the message. And I apologize. But I can't help it. Because he loves you that much. And I'm going to do what I did in the earlier service. You need to be ready. That got on to me the first service. But I feel led to do it. And I'm going to do it again. And this is not to bring attention to me. But to bring attention to the God who loves you. I beg you. Give your life to Jesus. He's all that matters. He's all that matters. Give your life to Jesus. He will save you and change you and set you free. It's a free gift. It's offered to every single one of you. But you have to take it. I can't take it for you. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I have no idea why God has done this weekend the way he's done it. This was nothing I prepared to share with you. But it's everything God prepared for you to hear through your own lens, in your own heart. And I'm going to ask you, you say, but Jeff, I, I was baptized when I was young. I mean, what's everybody going to think? I've been there, blah, 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 blah. Listen, the only person that matters is Jesus. He says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. You repent of your sins. You turn and you follow Jesus. It's inconvenient and it's uncomfortable. It's the best thing that will ever happen in your life. Best thing that ever happen in your marriage. Best thing that ever happen in your workplace. When you understand the love of God for you, nothing else will matter in this world. Nothing. You'll stand tall. You'll run like David toward the giant with a slingshot. Because you know that your God reigns. He reigns, my friend. He's, he, he's coming back. We're singing that song about that lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Next time he comes back, he's on a white horse, bro. And he's tatted up on his, on his thigh. It says, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's not coming to take sides. He's coming to take over. And I'm on his side. Just so you know, I'm on his side. I want you to be on that side. God, God, 
I've tried to coerce these people, and I know that's not, <laughs> that's not the way this works. I pray you'd let your spirit fall. Convict our hearts, God. God, you know I'm not where I want to be, but I'm saved. God, I'm set apart. I, I'm holy because of Jesus. He's holy. God, I have righteousness because Jesus is righteous. You've exchanged his righteousness to give to me, and you've put on my sinfulness on him. And I, I receive that, and I pray everyone here that listens to my voice would search their hearts and ask, have I repented of my sins and given my life to Jesus? And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out VentureChurch.org.